head into the Ringerverse to stay up to date with all things superheroes and nerd culture entertainment. Hosted by a rotating lineup of superfans at the Ringer, including Mallory Rubin and Van Lathan, shows will provide instant reactions to blockbuster releases, insightful backstories on canon, and mind-bending theories, as well as fresh takes on the latest news and rumors. Check out the Ringerverse on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. When you want the best, you have to act fast, especially when hiring for your business. You want to find the most talented people before the competition scoops them up. And the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds top talent fast. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com Spotify. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Cold open question of the week. Kaz, the first time I met you, you were with two people. One of them was named Wale. Who was the other one? The other one is our guest today, the legendary Smoke Diesel, Smoke Dizza, <laughs> Kush God himself. Smoke <laughs> Diesel in the building. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. Gross Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Hunt. The king of sad stop. The Silver Lake heartthrob. It's Troy Kirby. It's Nick Mundy. This is your real WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hey, this is WWE superstar, Braun Strowman. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. Zach Linder. Dan Black, a.k.a. the Goofaraja. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening. You're listening to this. You're listening to. You are listening to. You're listening. You're listening. listening You're listening to the Masked Man Show. 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 Welcome to the Masked Man Show. I'm your host, David Shoemaker, aka the Masked Man, here as always with Kaz and very special guest this week, as he just told you. Smoke Dizza, how you doing, Smoke Dizza? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Happy to be here well, amongst friends, you know. Friends? Friends or family? It's family, <laughs> bro. <laughs> you didn't even let me finish my spiel. <laughs> um, amongst friends, amongst family. You know, my twin brother's right here. Yes, <laughs> yes. And, you know, we, 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 in, we in for a good, we in for a good ride right now. Oh man, let's do it. Let's do it. What's going on, Dave? I'm feeling I'm feeling good. I I know I don't know if anyone's gonna see it, but but this has got on the some fresh, very, very fresh Wally Mania Footlocker merch on right now. You can get that in stores April 7th. Shameless plug, shameless plug, shameless plug. So yeah, yeah, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling good. There was no Wally Mania last year, right? Or was or the, do you have no one? there wasn't. No, there was one planned in Tampa at uh Club Sky and then you know the the Rona. The Rona stepped in the way. We had guests lined up and everything. We had, you know, Bianca Belair set to come and, and Street Profits and 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 uh, guys from AEW, Scorpio and WWE. And then, you know, the vid said, nah, we good. So, but this great collaboration with Foot Locker, which we announced this week, um, should keep us um Keep us excited throughout the year. It's a year-long capsule collection, so every two months we'll drop something new on Foot Locker uh, between hoodies, shirts, shoes, whole bunch of stuff, different themes every time we drop. And uh, hopefully by the time um, we keep rolling these uh, clothes out, the excitement for Wally Mania is still there uh, by by next year or possibly sooner. So we'll see, man. We're just kind of rolling with the punches as far as uh, pandemics and vaccinations and a way that we can do it safe, like the way we're supposed to do it with, you know, our rapper friends and our wrestler friends and nobody getting sick and everybody being all good. So once that is clear and in the, and, and in the clear, then uh, Wally Mania will be back in its full form. But until then, go to footlocker.com and foot action and get that. <laughs> I don't even remember where we were last year. 
I don't you because you mentioned Bianca Belair. Was she in the main roster a year ago, or was she still in NXT? She was on her way out of the main of of NXT. She was still in NXT. And uh, shout out to my good friends Josiah Williams and, and Cornell uh, over at NXT. And uh, you know uh, Josiah, who who does um, you know Russell Flow, and you know did uh, you know the really funny Cameron Grimes uh, new theme song and stuff like that. <laughs> He's like. Yeah, we're gonna we'll, we'll get all the NXT folks together. So you know, he's gonna round up you know Bianca and and Mia Yim and uh, a couple of other folks. It's a, uh, the reason why I thought about that, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a forced segue. I apologize, is because we're gonna talk about WrestleMania. Everybody's get, we we have a lot of thoughts to get in, but uh, I'd say the biggest news of the week is that it's finally official. The Wednesday Night Wars are over. Mm. Mm. There's who who's <laughs> was it much of a war? <laughs> no, 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 no. It wasn't much of a war. So what do you think? I mean, is it is this is this a bad look for WWE moving NXT to Tuesday nights or uh or or is this something we should all be happy about because we're wrestling fans? I think we should all be happy because we're wrestling fans. And I mean, you know, I'm a huge WWE mark. You guys know. Of course. However, <laughs> however, I'm also a huge wrestling mark. So AEW has been dominating my Wednesdays. There has to be something really, really interesting for me to flip the USA and see what's going on. I like the Undisputed Era thing. The breakup was going on, so that kind of got my attention. And then to see Finn and Karrion Cross about to go at it, that kind of got my attention because I watched it yesterday. But other than that, I've been tuned into the Inner Circle. On yeah. Wednesday. Yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna hold you. I'm not gonna hold you. The first, uh, first couple of weeks, I was, I was being ghetto and doing the, the, the channel jumping and trying to go back and forth. But like, I couldn't even really enjoy each show properly. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't so much of a war. It was more just like the more the shows came on, the more you could see like the distinct differences. And I'm not saying one's better than the other, but like you know, sometimes. You know, AEW packs a lot into their shows, and as much as I love NXT and I love, you know, the gra- the graps of it, it's 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 a very bare bones show. To be quite honest, it's like you're gonna get some wrestling and you get some video packages, and then we're gonna send your ass home. But AEW knows, like, hey, this is our this is our Monday Night Raw, this is our flagship show, so you don't get Shaq, you don't get Snoop, you're gonna get Sting, you're gonna get you know every everything that we can throw at you, and. The ratings kind of showed, man. Like it's 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 a good ass wrestling show. Like, and as a fan of wrestling above everything, I think we all win as fans because now I don't gotta be ghetto and and jumping from channel to channel <laughs> every week. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wanna I wanna fully enjoy an AEW show. I wanna fully enjoy NXT and really get into you know each storylines. And I think honestly, it just benefits both companies. To be honest, like they've they've established themselves. AEW's on a fantastic job of really establishing themselves as a true alternative, which, you know, isn't easy to do. We've seen many try and many fail, but they've really established themselves as a true alternative to WWE. So, you know, and on top of that, it doesn't do NXT any, any favors when you're trying to make new stars and, you know, they've, they've lost a lot of people to the main roster and to AEW or to just getting cut that, uh, you know, there's a lot of talented folks over there that I don't even get to watch a lot of because, you know, something dope is happening on Dynamite. So I think as a fan, I think we're all good. I think this is all going to work out for the best because there's more wrestling on TV. Who's mad at that? I agree with that. I mean, I think that, you know, if anything, there was probably some pressure. I don't know. I don't know anything, man. But there was, if if I had to guess, I would guess there's probably some pressure from USA to be like, you know, why are we getting half the ratings we could be getting just because you want to slow down something happening on another channel? Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and it's, you want to reheat that Monday Night War turd, which, you know, it's 2021, bro. Like, just be happy that I'm even watching you live. Like, when I could watch, yeah. It, <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, most of my favorite shows, I don't catch them live. I either catch them on Hulu, I catch them on YouTube or Netflix or, or whatever the hell, or Disney Plus. Like, I could watch it on my own time. So, if I'm a, if I'm a network executive, it's like, what the hell am I? Why, why are we doing this when we can get more people watching and get more people to at least stream it the next day? Like, it didn't make sense. So Agreed. I feel them. I feel them. I agree. Yeah, I mean, it, and, and you said it just from like, I mean, the contents of this program are not the, the beginning or the end of the world. But like, we have <laughs> a 
an hour to fill every week and it wouldn't be hard to fill it just talking about Raw. We used to do that on this show, you know? And the fact that AEW, it literally over the past month or two, has just like fought its way into being a big part of the conversation is really significant. I thought last night's, AEW, last night's episode of Dynamite was stupendous and it really made me, it's, you know, I liked the Santana and Ortiz versus best friends match back in the day. You know, I mean, it wasn't that long ago, but having that be the, having the best friends versus Kip and Miro be the main event. It, it really shows you what like big brain long-term booking can get you. Right. I mean, like there, no one's trying to say that the best friends are the, the most important faction in AEW. AEW is not trying to tell you that, but they've made you care about them and this angle enough that a big match like that can be a really, really emotionally satisfying way to, I mean, it's almost like it was almost the, that the, the celebrating at the end of the ring. The closest thing I can think of was like Foley winning the title. It wasn't that big, but it was that sort of like, Oh, I feel happy. I feel like I feel cuddly about this moment right now, you know? And they, they're just doing a great job. Yeah. They are. I think, um, the cheap pop of the night for them was probably Trent coming back. Yeah. <laughs> Look good too, man. Look kind of ripped when he when he hopped out hopped out of Souza. There's nothing like a good fresh from injury rip though. Like, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> right. That, that tri- <laughs> when you want that triple H pack, <laughs> like as soon as you took There's nothing like coming back from injury and being super duper cock diesel out of nowhere. It's like, all right, yeah, you definitely been working. <laughs> you know, what was interesting in AEW for me last night, it was a vignette with um Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Cause that's just like so like random to see them together. So I'm like kind of trying to see where that's gonna go because they never really mentioned, or maybe I missed it, a split from SCU. Mm. It's kind of just I was about to say, I don't I don't know. I thought it was it an injury? Did he just have to take time off or did they just have an official split? I never I think he just did his own thing and they just went into that whole angle with Frankie and um and and Christian. Yeah, with the whole you know, outwork everybody thing. I don't even know where Christopher Daniels is at because at one point they were saying if they lost, then they'll never be a tag team again. So that angle is kind of, I don't know if it's disbanded or if it's just on the wayside, but it was random. So I want to see what happens with Scorpio and Ethan Page. That's interesting. Yeah, there was a there was some interview that Chris Daniels did in the past month where he was just sort of like, yeah, I think, you know, the part of my ring career that like, you know, really matters is probably over. And that might be the closest we get to a storyline <laughs> resolution to that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Scorpio Sky is, I mean, like, you know, I, I can just like extol the virtues of AEW endlessly. But Scorpio Sky is another one, man. I mean, when he had He's that match, that, yeah, and in the very early going, remember he had that match against Cody or whoever, where he had like one shoe on, he was wearing wrestling and slacks, and it was like, oh, this is the moment for Scorpio Sky. Like, and then they didn't really do anything, but then. They didn't forget about him, you know? I mean, they kept on plugging away, and now we, like, actually care a lot. Even though, let's be honest, in a company like this, it does sometimes feel like too many people are turning heel on any given episode, and maybe there's too many factions on any given episode, and, like, how many of this... But I would rather have all factions than no factions, uh, and we'll talk Agreed. about the Hurt Business in just a second. <laughs> and, I, and, I would, and I would rather have, like, all crazy heel turns than none you know <laughs> so you know it's it's it you kind of take one with the other i guess with some of this they're unlikely heel turns though like i I wouldn't have known qt marshall would have turned heel i didn't even care about qt marshall they made me care like seeing the, the character build up with him and you know turning on cody and that whole ordeal it's not mjf-ish it was like it was a gradual turn so that was cool one thing that AEW has done really well is, you know, and, and I think we've spoken about this on prior episodes, is long-term storytelling, right? Like, you know, it's very, they have very satisfying conclusions to their blow-off feuds or their teal turns or the formation of groups. Like, it's never just like, oh, here's two guys talking backstage and then next week they're like, you know, best pals. It's always, they always kind of pepper in little things that lead up to it. And, you know, not to say that, you know, it's not done in other, you know, promotions, but what AEW does really well is making sure that, like, you you, you have an emotional investment in these things, right? Like, you know, QT Marshall was, what, the 
third or fourth most important guy in the in the nightmare family, if that, you know what I'm saying? And now I'm, I'm watching, I'm like, oh no, QT. And I'm like, QT, I'm like, well, why do I give a fuck about QT Marshall? But that's that's a that's a testament to you know really good storytelling. Cause it's like who, who would who would have gave who would have gave a damn, right? Like, and 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 it's you know, I've I'm really, I'm really a fan of how they keep people feeling important even though they're not necessarily in title pictures anymore. Like Cody Rhodes was very much, you know, in, in the world title picture when he first started, when the company first started, then they created a TNT title and he was all about doing again, his John Cena on and defending it every week and putting on these bangers of matches. And now he's got this, which he was, which he absolutely was. And now you got these, uh, this, this nightmare family ordeal. And the same thing with, um, you know, uh, Moxley, I thought, you know, if I was, if I was a betting man, I would have bet that, you know, had the exploding barbed wire death match go kaboom went, you know, the kaboom it's supposed to. I thought, I'm like, okay, this is a way of writing off John Moxley so he can go and like get his dad on and, you know, like do all that type of, that's my WWE mind at work. I'm like, oh, okay, like this is, this is the blow off. But, you know, like they he's found, right that he's right back and they found ways to keep him occupied and important, you know, while, you know, whilst not necessarily being the, at the top of the card chasing the, the world title. Granted, he is involved with Kenny Omega. He's got this thing with the Young Bucks now, which is, you know, cool to see and the storytelling being done there. But I'm just, you know, Dynamite, I say this every like three or four weeks, but like they'll have like one or two episodes that are just like, eh. Yeah. And then like, Dang. and then they'll catch like a three or four week stretch where I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, this is dope. They're 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 hitting the right stride. So, I mean, they're they're, they're a good wrestling show, man. They're a good I'm wrestling show. For Arn Anderson to turn on Cody. Oh, <laughs> it should. It the sh- fact that we're talking about, I'm just waiting for Arn Anderson to turn on Cody. I think says a lot, right? And I and I was <laughs> I texted Kaz about this last night. I was talking to somebody else. I don't know why. I I have never. I haven't fantasy book CM Punk. I swear to God, in two years, but. I was just thinking, like, I, this shows how excited I am about AEW right now. It's like, man, someone someone had some, like, f- weird flyer of a rumor that CM Punk might come out. It was I don't think there's any basis in reality, but I was like, I don't know what his price tag is. But if Tony Khan just paid it and had CM Punk come out last night and say, or this next week and say, I'm here for good and I'm going to explain myself WrestleMania night on TNT, free television, that might be, like, the biggest thing that's happened in wrestling. That would be the biggest thing that's happened in wrestling in 20 years. For sure, it would be bigger than WrestleMania. So that that was our that was our question. It was like, all right, like if if we do this, if this was done on the WrestleMania night, right? Like, how big would it be? And I'm like, I I, I even I had to take my hater shades off because I'm I'm just I'm <laughs> I'm personally hurt. I've I've tried to resign myself of of playing myself that CM Punk is ever going to return to wrestling ever again. So anytime I hear about CM Punk rumors, I'm just like, oh, here I go. I just turn into a hater, but. You know, they've made a great, you know, uh, a great observation. Like, how big would it be if he just came and did it for free and that was the big shot against WWE on their biggest show? And I'm like, it would be pretty big because, you know, Punk, outside of not wrestling for, I don't know, five, was it six years now at this point? It would be a shame if he never wrestled again. And the more time goes by, the more it would make sense for him if he ever did return to wrestling to to go to AEW and truly be like their yeah truly be their 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 number one guy as far as like yeah yeah he don't gotta wrestle all the time like he don't gotta be you know him just being associated in any sort of wrestling space is gonna get attention so um I don't know it would be I don't know if it'd be bigger than WrestleMania I'm I'm the more I'm looking at the WrestleMania card the more I'm thinking, okay, this car might actually slap a little bit, like. But I, I, I'm on the fence, bro. Really, you're really on the fence. Why? Why? Why so? Because it's like this is everything I could see on Monday Night Raw. It's not nothing that I'm just like, oh, okay, Edge mm. is bad, great. I just seen him at Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm, All mm-hmm. right, you put Daniel Bryan in the equation. I actually love the match with Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. I love Roman Reigns, by the way. Mm-hmm. Same, same. I'm, I'm big got, on Tribal his Chief. His hair work is the best. They should have been, did this shit years ago. Um, But outside of that, nothing really excites me. Like, Drew versus Lashley, the, 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 unless they do the swerve that I would consider. Which is what? 
which is fucking make Keith Lee interfere and cost Drew the title and mm. Keith Lee be the new member of her business and that'll start their whole feud with them being ex-friends and shit. Mm. That would be cool. That's worth me watching. However, I don't think that's going to happen. I know they're putting the belt back on Drew. I don't know. I don't know. I think... I, they are. They I, are. I, I, I just I, feel it. In WWE form, they're going to hit me with this. All right, we got a live crowd. They can pop <laughs> Drew. Yeah. Here's the ball back, bro. You got your WrestleMania moment. And then maybe they'll <laughs> move off it. But I don't I know. see Lashley retaining. And I love Lashley having a title because he's the strongest champ since Brock. To, to me. me. As a heel, too. I, I agree. And we we spoke about this last week about, you know, the Hurt Business breaking. I got a, a little birdie in my ear telling me, like, yeah, the Hurt Business and in, in, in its current ideation is breaking up. So, in a way, it made me feel the opposite of how you feel. I'm like, okay, maybe they truly believe in Bobby standing on his own as his world champ because the money's never in the win. The money's in the chase. So, like, if you get Drew, you know what I mean, chasing this dude who's a legit you know, what I mean, the dude. You stand them next to each other, and you and he doesn't look like you know he doesn't look like a scrub, right? I feel like that was the only, the only drawback of a lot of the Drew McIntyre run, where it's like you stand him next to a lot of the challenges. You stand him next to like The Miz or uh, Baron Corbin or who else he was defending the title against. I mean, Randy Orton. You know, Randy Orton's Randy Orton, Randy but you don't Randy expect Orton. to. You don't yeah. exactly. He's 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 Teflon. Like you don't, but you don't. He doesn't need the title, so it's like okay. Even if he does win it, it's not going to last very long. Um, but you stand him next to Bobby Lashley, especially as a you know white meat baby face chasing this you know big bad heel. It's like oh, okay, there's money in that, and I think they see it, and that's why I kind of think the opposite. I, I thought just like you. I thought okay, this is just a way to get Drew a great mania moment with the crowd with the title and doing the ah, but. Once the Hurt Business broke up, I'm like, hmm, okay. Maybe they really do believe in Bobby. Maybe they really want to give him the Brock Lesnar. Like, Brock Lesnar wouldn't have a stable. That's This is my, my Vince McMahon mind thinking. Like, Brock Lesnar doesn't need backup. You know what I mean? But all he's got is his, 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 his you know, his mic man. He's got his hammer. Yeah. And MVP is that. So it's like, all It's right. true. It's true. I mean, someone, someone who, you know, would probably know a little bit texted me this week that this was like classic Vince McMahon thinking that like, that, that the hurt business, uh, or more specifically Shelton and and Cedric, are distracting from Bobby Lashley, right? Right. And that's right. uh, which is stupid to me. <laughs> yeah, I was trying. I was trying to say that more politely. Yeah. They just left in the win. That's that's yeah. that was a stupid part of the book. And I'm like, all right. So what happens with Cedric and Shelton? They just left in the win. Is what are they chasing Bobby? What's the pursuit? I they, don't know. I don't they know. Out the title picture. They just. Yeah, like that was my first big red flag when they lost the the tag team titles, and like thirty seconds later, WrestleMania almost versus AJ. I'm like, uh oh, what's going on here? Like, no rematch? No, we're gonna drag this out to Mania? No, nothing? Just straight? We're going to this? That's when the red flag went up. I'm like, okay, the hurt business in some way, shape, or form is being done. But what what thing? One thing that does keep me give me some sort of uh, hope is that they're still. They've been, they've been, they've been, they've made sure to say that as far as Shelton and Cedric are concerned, there, there's no more hurt business. So they're not saying the hurt business is over. They're, they're just, just saying, saying they're out. Too. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So my where, Keith Lee theory might still be active. I would love that, yo. Like it that would, I would, I would love that. I would love a key, like, not, I mean, no knock against those guys, but Keith Lee and Ricochet joining, you know what I mean, the Hurt Business. Now Ooh, that's... The big man would, and the high flyer. Ooh, I would like yeah. that. I would like that a lot. A lot, 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 lot. But who knows? It's too good, so it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, I think I can see I can see what you're saying about being out. Now, listen, I'm never going to be out. But the, But there is a lot of like, even what what Kaz is saying, there's a lot of like you got to kind of read into stuff, right? You gotta you gotta get a little bit of you gotta like hype yourself up about it a little bit, right? Because and that's what we always do, you know. That's what I've been I made a career out of is looking at WWE storylines and pretending they're writing, you know, mythology or whatever, even <laughs> when they're doing stuff accidentally. But 
there maybe is there, it does feel like there's more of that this year that it's a little bit more on, booking on the fly it's a little bit more haphazard and they're just throwing stuff together and but but on paper the card itself i mean it looks great it looks great and i and and i'm uh, you know we're just waiting for some of the storylines to catch up i think right i mean i i, I mean we're obviously going to be we're obviously going to be super excited about it when it happens i'm not uh, i i just wish that I mean, I honestly, I just think breaking up the hurt business was just a bad idea. Now, listen, I mean, the biggest problem with it maybe wasn't even that they're that they're split up and they could use them. I mean, I I I think it's silly to break up a, a faction that has gotten so much positive attention, so much so much of a good reaction. But and at the very some, least, a, a group that's held you down during probably like the worst time in your company's history, like you, the hurt business was Monday Night Raw for like seven mm-hmm. months of the pandemic. So well, it's. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I saw somebody theorizing that they were worried the Hurt Business might get a pop. I don't think that's probably true, but but that's something to think about. I, I do think that they were definitely going to get a pop, right? Definitely, I, yeah. Because we're, we're, I think everybody is. We're going to be so happy to see the yes. fans there are going to be so happy to see him. And I think, yeah. but I th- I think to me the bigger problem, this is we kind of talked about this not long ago, is that I I feel like I have seen people online and people that I know and everything a million times in the past th- two days make like fantasy booking slash assuming that they kicked them out of the hurt business so that they can now come and interfere without breaking the no hurt business at ringside rule. Like everybody is fantasy booking a thing that's more interesting than what's probably going to happen. And that, <laughs> that is a problem. That that happens. That happens. I mean, um, I never really thought of that. There was that stipulation there. So I, I could see that happening. Um, but I, I I don't know, man. Like the way the way it looked to me is, you know, I don't think we've heard the end of Cedric because Shelton was kind of dealt with immediately. But I still think they I still think they believe in Cedric, right? Like I still think they believe in him as a as a solo star. Um, but I, you know, the more I think about it, the more I'm loving Diz's uh fantasy booking. I like I wanna see I love the hurt business being an actual business that people come to to you know resurrect their careers like I, there was something there when bobby walked into you know the you know the misfit toys locker room with with humberto carrillo and drew gulak and ricochet and was like yo whoever wants a chance you know whoever wants a shot step up and uh you know i think there's something there i think you know if if, if they if they put that i say it every week wwe for all their faults will tell you exactly what they're going to do if you just pay attention to the little things, right? Like them saying like the hurt, but they're out of the hurt business. Them saying whoever wants a shot, step up. Them continuing to be business people and make business decisions lets, leads me to believe that the hurt business isn't done. It's just going to look different. It's going to be more of a business. It's going to be like, I could, the, I'm, I'm in love with it now. Now I want it to happen. Like the more I think about it, the more I could totally imagine Keith Lee coming in, spirit bombing Drew McIntyre to hell, shaking Bobby Lashley's hand, and, you know, world champs, everybody in suits, you know, cool black dudes. Like, not not saying Shelton and Cedric weren't cool, but, like, you're replacing with Keith Lee and Ricochet. I'm a lot more inclined to be like, okay, Vince, you're a genius. I'll shut up. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Well, let's just, let's move on to the rest because we have, there's so much of this show to talk about. What, what are you looking forward to the most at WrestleMania? Man, uh, I got a lot of things I'm looking forward to. I'm quietly looking forward to Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. Um, I think that's going to be a banger. Uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. That's going to be a banger. Um, I think the main event, I think uh, Edge, Brian, and and Roman Reigns is going to slap as well. Um, It's quietly a really good fucking car, man. Biggie and Apollo Crews. They're they're gonna tear like it down, that. man. Like, and I think Apollo is gonna go over. And E is my man. I love E. To death. Oh, I love I love both of those guys to death. Those are my guys. I think E has to drop this to go chase the big the toy. Big yeah, big I think so, that's what it is. So, and you know, I love 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 what they're doing with Apollo. Mm-hmm. Fine. Mm-hmm. I, I, listen, yeah. we I feel like we've talked about it every week since uh, he he's gone full Nigerian, uh, but. The one thing is, every Friday night, he stands out on my timeline. Like, I, I could not know anything going on on Raw. I know the, the only thing I know is going to pop up my timeline is Bianca Belair gifts and Apollo walking to the ring. And people are going to be like, God damn, what's that? People that don't even watch wrestling. And I'm like, that's the best thing you could do. And motherfuckers that don't watch wrestling are like, they going full Nigerians now? Like, did Vince McMahon watch Black Panther? And all of a sudden, like, it's always something that... And, I always <laughs> consider the alternative with Apollo, man. He's been waiting for something like this for like four or five years where a guy who was, I don't even think he was on a card last year. I'm pretty sure he wasn't, wasn't. on the card last year. He wasn't. Is, is now in a big storyline intercontinental championship match for WrestleMania. You can't get, you know, there's, there's way worse positions to be for that. So I'm really looking forward to that match. I'm really looking forward to Quiet is Kept. Cesaro and Seth Rollins is my show stealer. Like that's... That's going to be the match that everyone... I, I could see that being like the kickoff match. Like, my two favorite matches on WrestleMania is always whatever involves a ladder and the first match of the night because it's like you got to set that tone. Seth is good at setting the tone. I feel like he kicked yes. off the show multiple times. Yeah, he could, uh, him and Brock. Him and Randy kicked off too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like that, there's, Randy hit him with the RKO. With the step-up RKO, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Like the the Seth Rollins, uh, Brock Lesnar for the Universal title was a kickoff match. Like, I, I think he's the guy that, you know, you set the bar for. The bar, funny, you know, didn't even mean to do that. But with Cesaro, too, a guy who's, who's okay. never had a, I don't think, not in my, you know, immediate memory, I could be wrong, I don't remember Cesaro having a a solo match at WrestleMania that meant anything. And I think this is going to be a star-making match for him. I think they've really have protected him very well over the past couple of months and getting him a strong win over somebody who's been like the shit at WrestleMania is going to be like, okay, so they're they're doing something with Cesaro. So, you know, I could see, I could see Roman or whoever wins the universal title. Uh, feuding with Big E afterwards. I could see Cesaro mm-hmm. being one of those guys. I could see Seth being those guys. But I like how they're setting it up. There's a lot of good matches on this card, man. It's, it's you know, there's a lot more I to like Bianca and Sasha. I know that's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a huge Kevin Owens fan. So I, I, I'm curious, even though this is recycled, we've seen this so many times that I'm just like, where the fuck could this story possibly <laughs> go right now that we yeah. don't know? Well, they got but, Logan okay, Paul now. It's familiar. <laughs> I'll watch it. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm interested to see the, the whole Fiend reemergence, like, because he's just been a standstill. 
anytime yeah. you see him, like the new emerge fiend, like he's not moving, it's no nothing. Like I want to see what that is in the ring. Like what is that going to be a cinematic match? Is that going to be a traditional wrestling match? Like I'm curious to see what that's going to be. Um, you know, Drew and Bobby, I, I want to watch just to see if my theory comes true. So I'm I'm tapped into that. Yeah. Um, obviously AJ Styles, that's my favorite wrestler in the whole business. Mm-hmm. Anything he's involved in, I want to see. So I, I'm curious to see how Omos goes over. Cause I we I mean, clearly they teamed him with somebody that can actually wrestle, so he doesn't have to do much work to just look yep. like a monster. Right. Yep. Yep. But is that gonna be a squash match? Like how are they gonna are they gonna make him look strong? Is he gonna turn on AJ and go with the new day? That would be hilarious. (laughs) That could possibly happen. You know, it's a lot of things. I'm only on the fence because it's not the star-studded WrestleMania that I'm used to. But that's 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 what I like about this WrestleMania, though, right? Like, I'm I'm the complete opposite. Usually, it's the time to like call on the old heads and get some of the young guys over and all that type of stuff. And I'm I'm cool with that. that. Totally cool with that. But I mean, like for every complaint we get about you know wwe not making new stars look at how many guys that have really put in the work that are on this card you know what i mean like you're getting, a, you're getting a cesaro match you're getting a Sami Zayn match you're getting an apollo cruz match you're getting you know a, a a new day match like there's these are the guys who held it down and you know deserve this opportunity like look at remember the royal rumble we're sitting there like, you know, with uh, I think at the end was Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair. And we didn't know it was going to happen yet. We're just like, damn, these guys are the future. I didn't know in three months they would be the main event of each <laughs> woman's title at WrestleMania. That's crazy because I didn't even notice that with Rhea Ripley. Yeah. Even though, she, even though, you know, it was just divine timing for her when yeah. was going on with Charlotte. Yeah. But that was a great... That's that's yeah yeah that like sense. we they 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 let us know like hey these two are the future of the division they had a long knockdown drag out moment at the Royal Rumble they were the last two in there so it made sense for them both to be you know representing the women's title matches at WrestleMania so quickly and so soon like this is it, it feels like a, a reset. It feels like, okay, these are the stars now. Like these are the guys that we're establishing as you know the people that's gonna carry us. For the next several years, you know, and um, I'm glad there's no old heads, man. Like, I'm glad. I mean, outside of Edge, but Edge is almost like Edge isn't really, to me, considered an old head he's because he hasn't wrestled. Like, he's he hasn't wrestled in nine years. Yeah. <laughs> like, and and he's like a wrestler's wrestler. It's not like they're calling like The Rock. I'm not saying The Rock's not a wrestler's wrestler, but like, you know, they're not calling a, a Hollywood guy to come and do a match. It's like, oh, it's Edge. Of course, I fuck but with. They Edge. got two heels versus a face. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, Edge is the ultimate opportunist. So it's kind of like, okay, we know him for, for doing that. But then you got this strong, strong Roman Reigns character. And then you got, you know, the good old greatest, one of the greatest technical wrestlers ever, Daniel Bryan. Captain Babyface. <laughs> How the fuck do you make that work? Like, it, it's, it, it seemed to me, even though it's not an alliance being formed, but it's some type of cordial undertone with Roman and Edge. Yeah. Roman yeah. and Edge came in there and was like, hey, you got all the stroke around here. Well, you handle it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of like, how does that work? And then he made an interesting point. I don't got to pin you to be the champ. That's what true. if they give the belt to Edge? That's true. That's true. It can, I, it can happen. I truly can't call it. Like, I, you know, I think Daniel being in there personally makes me think Edge is winning. Makes me think that, like, okay, Roman could, you know, there's a way to get ro- the title off Roman for a little bit and, give, and still make him look strong. Still make him look strong. Give him an even more vicious edge, not edge the character, but edge like a vicious, you know, side of him for losing the title at the biggest show without being pinned. You know what I mean? Like he could go into some real savage shit when he's chasing the title, right? Absolutely. Like so I'm 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 cool with Edge going over and I'm cool with the soul story. And and I saw, you know, shout out Ryan Satin. He just he's asked a new podcast called the Out of Character. That's on Fox. That was really good. He had Edge on the show. And it didn't even hit me until I was watching it. It was like, yo, if you would have told if somebody would have told you this is gonna be the main event of a WrestleMania four or five years ago, they'd think you're full of shit. 
not even, two years ago, Roman Reigns had cancer. Daniel Bryan fucking broke his neck, wasn't wrestling for three years. Edge, broken neck, not wrestling for nine years. If somebody told me when I was at when I was at WWE, if, if somebody told me this was gonna be a WrestleMania main event <laughs> in three years, I'm like, you're bullshitting me. <laughs> I was there backstage when like the entire roster was crying when Roman's telling everyone he has leukemia. I, you know, I've seen Daniel sort of come back and, you know. Maybe he's just kind of hanging around. I don't think he's going to be back in a main, main event again. But, you know, this is the first time he's closing the show since Yeslemania. You know what I mean? So who who knows? Who really fuck knows is going to happen? And that's, what, that's what's exciting about it. I think it's going to be... I think people are sleeping on this card. I think it's giving me lots of WrestleMania 31 vibes where there wasn't a whole lot of old heads. There was just like the Sting and Triple H match and they threw all the old heads in one spot so we can enjoy all this new fresh talent that was there. And it turned out to be one of the best WrestleManias of all time. It's going to be old moments. Of Hulk course, Hogan, we need those. Hulk Hogan is hosting the shit. Yeah. So it's going to be old heads sprinkled all through the show somehow. <laughs> Poor Titus, yo. Um, but <laughs> yeah, nah, it's going to be, there's definitely going to be old head <laughs> moments. You need those. You need those. But ah, ah. What's WrestleMania without an old head moment? Tell me yeah, that. I only that- watch WrestleMania for the old head moments. <laughs> of course and it's gonna be on Peacock too you're not just gonna throw all these new guys in there come on not on NBC word, I, hope, word. I hope Peacock is ready for all the complaints that they will get on Wrestlemania night when like somebody's TV lags or whatever right? it, it, the first showing the first, Fastlane went really well it was really smooth sailing as far as those things go yes but speaking of Peacock like how they're editing stuff on the network and taking stuff out. I don't okay. know how I feel about that. I have to say something about this. I agree in principle. You know, it was a, it was a thing that happened, and we should leave it there and whatever. And you know, Disney Plus has done the thing where they just put a little advisory at the beginning, like, "Hey, these cats are racist as hell." You know, like whatever. But here's the thing: <laughs> I was like, the day this happened, the day before this happened, I was watching old. I was watching tape of Roddy Piper before that Bad News Brown match, and I remembered the match well, and I've told the story to my friends, to my wife. I've told the story about, oh, Roddy Piper came down to the ring half-painted black, and man, that was sketchy, but like they left a little bit up to the imagination, I guess, and it was a really dumb move. No, if you watch the promos that he cut before that match, oh, there, he was was going one, crazy. there was one with Mean Gene on in, in Oakland, you know, in the in the in the arena. But there's one where he's painted half black and half white, and he's playing a black person talking to a white person, and it is the most racist thing I have ever seen in my life. Period. Like it it's is on YouTube still. Crazy. He's turning, he's turning around. He's turning around talking. I seen it. It is so yeah, crazy. It's and it's like, maybe if hot it was just WrestleMania, yeah. maybe if it was just the WrestleMania match and the and the paint, we're not going to talk about why. I mean, like, I would get it. But there's some stuff that we can leave behind. And he, here's, here's the thing. With every, with so much of this racism in the history of wrestling, the excuse, and I, and I, and I use this excuse, I say it, whatever, is, well, they're playing heel. When the Freebirds are wearing the stars and bars on their face, when they were feuding with Junkyard Dog down, in, you know, down south, they were the heels, you know? And even though there were racists in the crowd, the racists in the crowd knew, I boo the racists in the ring, you know? Like, they're the bad guys. But in that, in that Bad News Brown-Roddy Piper match, no, like, Roddy was the babyface, and he was using the same shtick for some reason that he used to use when he was feuding with Mr. T back in WrestleMania 1 and 2. It doesn't make any sense, right? He's a babyface being racist because he's mad. And that's just, like, you gotta draw the line somewhere. I have no problem with WWE or Peacock, I guess, drawing the line at Roddy Piper doing an impression of yeah. a stereotypical black person acting stupid. <sighs> And then saying that he stands with Nelson Mandela at the end to try to make it okay. Like, that, that was the icing on the cake. <laughs> like, uh, the, way you, the way you just, like, re, retold that, yeah. I'm like, damn, was it that bad? I'm like, yeah, it was. It was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn. Because, you know, there's a small part of me that's like, all right, well, it's not like they're rebroadcasting these type of things. If I want to go and find it and like go down a rabbit hole of content to watch it, I should be able to do that. And that's what the WWE Network was really good for. But I know Peacock wasn't wasn't playing that shit. Like you know, they there's episodes of Saturday Night Live that they didn't they they they've stricken from the record books. Like 
you know, anybody who, who's a big Saturday Night Live fan remembers that episode when Martin Lawrence was hosting and he was talking about tampons and, and all this stuff. And there's a big, there's a big, uh, 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 what's the word? Um, disclaimer before it plays. It's like, you know, this episode of Saturday Night Live will not be aired in its original form. Uh, Martin Lawrence was, he, I think it was banned. I think it was banned from SNL after that, after that monologue or whatever. I wouldn't have been mad at one of those. I wouldn't have been mad at a disclaimer like, hey, this came out in, you know, the 80s and shit was kind of wild. Uh, viewer discretion is advised, right? <laughs> but it's, yeah, like there's there's so much, God, man, there's so much bad shit in the history of wrestling that I could tell that just, just wouldn't fucking fly. Just wouldn't. So I, I, I mean, get New, it. Jack, New Jack was the opposite to that. New Jack was a fucking, you know, <laughs> he was a savage. So if it was anything living on New Jack and fucking yeah. on the WWE Network via ECW, then okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I feel you on that. But I'm saying it took shit like the fucking, um, I think they took the Arn Anderson spoof out. When, um, yes. It's like, wait, they took they took out the wait from uh from uh from Nitro. From Nitro. No, really? Yeah. Don't quote when, me. He, when Kevin Nash but was like, I seen oh, something like yeah, I, I seen something like that. And I'm like, damn, they just. I knew they took out. I knew they took out um, DX doing the Nation yeah. of Domination when when uh. <laughs> Even though, even though I thought it was funny at the time, I understand <laughs> why you take it out. When I was a kid, me and my <laughs> brother, me and my brother only called Mark Henry Mizark Henry because of that skit. And like it didn't even hit me that they were wearing blackface. I was like, oh yeah, all right, that is pretty terrible. <laughs> the great, I, w- one of the greatest compliments you can give to Mark Henry, and I'm sure we all love him as a human being, is that like he was that we still t- call him, people still call him Mizark and sexual chocolate and all these like bad gimmicks, <laughs> and it doesn't reflect badly on the man. Like he's like all. such a he's such an icon. He's such he's, an icon. He's the best uh, sport, definitely. Listen, they're gonna like. I guess they're when they talk about editing out content, any kind of in any genre in any part of the world. Yeah, they're always gonna use the phrase "slippery slope," and this is gonna be a slippery slope. And we can get mad about taking out certain things as they happen if we feel it's unnecessary. The slope begins at places like Roddy Piper cutting that promo, and you know you gotta you gotta own up with you gotta own up to that. It'll still be on YouTube or probably if not Daily Motion somewhere if you really. If you really need to be a purist and watch all the sketchy <laughs> stuff in wrestling history, that's fine, you know. But we know, you know, what's great about about Apollo is that we're on here having like a pretty level headed conversation about, you know, people are like, "That's racist to tell," and you're like, "Okay, well, let's talk about it." And for once, <laughs> you can have a conversation that does that where everyone's not just like, "Yep, racist yes. to tell." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we all agree. yeah. That's 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 the good thing about it, man. Like to me, the Apollo stuff do- never bothers me, and it shouldn't bother a lot of people because there's at least conversations that can be had about it, right? It's like, well. You know, this is the first time I could probably remember that they're positively portraying a, a African, you know, and his culture and not making him seem like some savage, right? Like, he's an African. Like, we don't like Apollo because he dropped stairs on his head, not because he's Nigerian. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's that's always been the big thing. It's like, yo, if that's your culture, that shouldn't be the heel gimmick. It shouldn't be like, oh, we hate, like, you know, the Muhammad Assans and shit like that. It was, we don't like him because he's a terrorist and he's, you know, from the Middle East and yada yada. Like, that's, that's fucked up, right? But, you know, people don't like Apollo because he dropped, he dropped some steel stairs on Big E's head and we love Big E. It's not because he's a Nigerian dude who's like, you know, I, I, you know, I'm proud of my culture. You know what I mean? Like, and I think the audience has kind of grown up with that. So that's, that's a good thing at least. But back in the day, it's just like, no, black... Roddy, no, no, no one to half blackface. That's not, that's not, that's not flying. <laughs> I think we're all in agreement there. I think, I think the justifiable fear about Apollo is the, is Muhammad Hassan's an interesting point is that it started off as a very new, nuanced gimmick, right? He wasn't a terrorist. He was a guy yes. who was like, because of terrorists, you guys look down upon me and I'm mad about that. So right. the fear, I guess, with Apollo is he starts off with a little bit of nuance and we care about this as a character and everything else. And then, you know, in two months, he's going to be like, uh, uh, you know, like 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 Ghana Hitler over here and like trying to take over the world. Like if he's stealing credit card information in the next two months, I'm like, <laughs> yes. all right, well, let's let's <laughs> let's X nay this right now. <laughs> I'm not fucking with that at all. 
<laughs> That's the only way. Like, if they keep it right where they're at, like, even, even the spear, they've updated the spear, if you have noticed. Now it's much more of a staff. It's just, it's just, yeah, it's a staff. It's not, it's not like a scepter anymore. So I'm like, okay, I, I get it. That's nice, nice touch there. Very nice touch. But, you know, if he's like, if, if he's like scamming people or some shit, like later down the road, like if it turns out he's really not rich and he was just like doing like credit card fraud and bullshit, that's all I'm like, all right, Vince, you done gone too far, my man. Like, he'll stop this. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, listen, uh, WrestleMania is too big to probably have the whole conversation about it. I want to go back to what you guys were talking about, about Cesaro and Seth Rollins. I, that's one of the cool things about this being a two night WrestleMania is that. It's there's less of a chance that a match like that is going to get put going to get turned into a three minute schmaz at the last second because it's run because the show's running long or you know or whatever. So not only is that potentially opening up the night, but it's potentially opening up you know the the two night spectacle. And on night one, like that match and what Sasha Bianca are your two work rate matches. You know, I mean Lashley and Drew will be a long match because it's a title match. Um, but like Bad Bunny and Braun Strowman aren't going 30 minutes. You know, not they're not fighting each other. I want to be clear. Those are two separate matches. So yeah, I mean they have it laid out, I think, really well. And uh and th- there's a there are a lot of questions. I mean that I mean a lot a lot of interesting things where you can't like really pick a winner. And I and I think that's good. I Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are just like th- you can never get enough of them. Right. I mean, every time they, I mean, every, and every time we go back to them, I'm happy to see them. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see that happen. You know, there's a lot of guys who are just kind of like holding it down for WWE over the past year who are really getting the payoff now. Those two guys, Seth, obviously, uh, Bobby Andrew, both, uh, Asuka cannot, in the, you know, Asuka in the new day, you know, the, Sasha too. The shows couldn't exist without them. Where the fuck is Bailey? That's a good question. That's that's that was. I'm glad you brought that up, man. Um, Dave just said, you know, the people who've kind of held the the company down for the past year are getting their getting their mania moments. I know Kevin Owens has had a great run with Roman, and I was like, man, it would it would suck if because he's not in the title picture no more, he doesn't have anything cool to do. And if there's anything you want Kevin Owens to do, is wrestle Sami Zayn, which is a nice a nice uh, plan B if you're not going to be wrestling for the title, but. That brings me to Bailey. Like, I'm kind of disappointed that, uh, you know, as of right now, was it March or April 1st? There's no, there's no Bailey match. Like, what is, what, what is she going to do? Like, maybe ding dong hello, like something. Like, they got to get her something for that show because she's, that'll be, that'll be a, I'd feel bad that she wouldn't get that, that chance if that happened. You want to know something else missing from Mania that mm. may be a little funny? Don't say The Undertaker. <laughs> okay. Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Right. That gave yeah. people that didn't have, you know, any place on a card a place. It gave like a little surprise of somebody to come. It gives a little seasoning for everything. It's a nice little warm-up for the for the for the crowd just getting in. You know, it's, it takes a long time to file in to those mania seats. You know what I mean? Like I get it. Man, who do you put in that? I mean, I hope they still have it. I mean, I, you know, we they're still got to. Gotta... They're not even advertising it. You put everybody that's not in it, and then you let some of the old guys run it. You give people like me what they want. Yes. We want to see some comebacks from people that's not going to be on Raw tomorrow. Yes, yes. Let, let me, you know what I mean? Give give me something. Man. Rob Van Dam is going in the, in the Hall of Fame. Great. Let him run in there real fast. Let us see. <laughs> they should just have a Hall of Fame, the Hall of Fame battle royal every year, where everybody yeah. who gets in and just goes in Fine. there and like. But, I, but I, I, I'm not even mad at that low key. Like that would actually be a fun sort of you know way to. I feel like they've done that at, at some of the better WrestleManias, right? Like I remember the gimmick battle royal at WrestleMania X Seven. Oh, yeah. Like I, I thought that was tight. Like that was you cool. know, I was, she, and yeah, yeah, doink. all these people i thought it was dope but who knows who knows i hope they have the battle royal but even if they don't it's a it's a loaded card it's two nights you know what i mean like it's it's gonna be i know we did the two night wrestlemania last year but it was with no crowd so like i'm really interested to see how they do it this year with the crowd with you know that energy like is there gonna be that you know we've we've been to 
between the three of us, you've been to a ton of WrestleManias together. There's always the main event, quote unquote, and then there's the last match of the night, right? <laughs> like, like the last main that we went to, Kofi and Daniel Bryan was the main event, but the last match of the night was, you know, Becky, Ronda, and 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 Charlotte. Yeah. And a lot of times, just from the way that the the show was set up, you get really gassed. You know, I mean, just as a fan, like it's tiring. You know, so I'm 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 interested to see how that kind of turns out as far as um, you know, the two night the two night show that could be interesting. I think we should combine both your ideas, even though Kaz, it wasn't an actual uh, idea, and just have you can just have a battle royal. Everybody comes out, fights for about two minutes, and then the Undertaker comes out and and like tombstones everybody in the <laughs> ring, and we get. <laughs> We get our Undertaker moment. We get our battle royal. Uh, no, I mean, it, it, I think there's a few things left to left to be decided. The Bailey thing is a huge question mark. There's not even rumors about Bailey, as far as I know. You know, so not. I mean, being hurt or having a match. So you know, whatever. They'll sort that stuff out. Hopefully, we don't have much time left. When is WrestleMania? A week and a half. Yeah, next Saturday. Next wow. Saturday. Wow. Well, we're almost there. Um, we also got to call it. This is, uh, we've, we've been going for a while here. Uh, yeah. Is there anything else we need to talk? Oh, you know what? Before we get out of here, we got to talk about Andrade again. Andrade, who is like, for the moment, the hottest free agent in professional wrestling. He did these interviews. They were kind of basic. Very revealing. I thought they were I mean, pretty were, revealing. Yeah, no, I just mean the format. You know, like I'm used to the, I'm used to that interview happening, uh, you know, in the middle of a WCW ring or like, you know, <laughs> or, they, or, you know, on a podcast where they're just like burning bridges or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was revealing, and it, and maybe it maybe like the normalcy of it was made it made it uh you know, I think we're gonna be citing that interview in the future, you know. Yeah, for- I, I saw some clips, and if if I'm reading the tea the tea leaves correctly, like he wants to he wants to be on some Drew McIntyre shit, like he wants to go and like get his name up, like he said he the things he wants to accomplish, he wants to accomplish in WWE. So he made no bones about like, you know, I want to go wrestle in Japan, wrestle in Mexico, do some things, get my name hot again. So, you know, and he, he you know, he kept bigging up Drew McIntyre about like how how good he made him look and how, you know, all that type of stuff. So, I think he's seen what what worked for Drew, and I think it might take a few years. I think it may take 3, 4, 5 years. You know, his his girl is still there, and I don't think she's going anywhere. Like, I wouldn't surprise me the least bit if in three or year, three years or four years, Andrade's back in WWE as a much, much bigger deal. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't know. I thought it was pretty revealing, and I didn't know he's making three million a year. God damn! No, no, no. <laughs> he, he he clarified it wasn't three million a year. It was like oh, his contract could be worth up to three million dollars. I think so. Uh, okay. So it was like NFL incentives type of shit. <laughs> yes. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, if you get cut, you don't get anything or whatever. So yeah, it's a, um, it, that, that is interesting. You know, it's crazy. And I guess we bring this full circle now. WWE is obviously like not real happy that AEW exists, I would assume. Um, and, and they, you know, are not, they would prefer to be the only game in town. It's like every big move they've made in the past five years or longer is to, 10 years, 20 years has, has, has been in that direction. And yet they need guys like Andrade to go leave and come back and become stars big enough that when they come to WWE again, they're undeniable, right? Mm-hmm. And Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre. I mean, this is this that was a TNA slammiversary main event, you know? Sure I mean, and, and we need you need guys going out there and making names for themselves. And that's to say nothing of all the guys who've come up through the system after doing the indies for 10 years or whatever, or longer. But yeah, it's it's uh it's it's really interesting to see Andrade who had every reason you would think, you know, two, a couple years ago you would have said this guy's in the future of the company, this guy's you know, and if you if you would look new a crystal ball and said he's going to be married to Charlotte Flair or whatever, engaged to Charlotte Flair, you would be like, "Oh, well this is the new wrestling royalty. He's not he's going to be champion in 2 years." Um it's it's kind of weird that he's not, man. Well, all right, guys, let's call it. Uh well, you got to um to to promote. Like I said in the beginning of the show, Wally Mania Foot Locker Foot Action Capsule in stores April 7th on footlockerfootaction.com. Um a, a salute to, you know, hashtag be the fan you are. First capsule salute to black champion. So get your Mark Henry, New Day, Sasha Banks, Ron Simmons, um, you know, gear, uh Booker T gear whenever it drops. 
uh, on April 7th. Check out Say Less With Kaz, Loki and Rosie every Monday on everywhere you get podcasts. Uh, new episode of DJ Khaled's The First One on Amazon Music drops today with special guest Kalani. And uh, yeah, I think that's all I'm plugging. What you got, Diesel? Plug some shit. Go get that J. Graham's project. Name of yes, it is sir. Graham. Executive produced by yours truly. Fully produced by 183rd. Make sure you go get that new Nemlo, N-Y-M-L-O. Um, High Horse 2, also produced by 183rd. You know what I mean? I'm just pushing I'm just pushing my guys right now. You know, Smoke Dizzle got some shit on the market coming soon. Tradition video dropping today with Jim Jones. And yeah, man, just catch me ringside at WrestleMania. Maybe I drop a ringside on Sunday. Maybe I won't. Who knows? You better, motherfucker. It's tradition at this point. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm trying, I've been thinking about mixing things up. So we'll see, man. Depending on how I feel, you might you might get a ringside. I think we had like ringside nine or some shit like that. I don't even know where we at. Something like that. All right. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for coming on, Kaz. Thanks as always. Uh, WrestleMania is right around the corner. Apologies as always to Dean Ambrose. I'm sorry, John Moxley. <laughs> we'll see you back here next week, humanoid. Tony Schiavone here on the Mass Man Show. We are desperately out of time. The tape machines are rolling. We'll see you next week on the Mass Man Show. 